Hey, how's everybody doing? Belief builds bridges. And uh, today we're going to be talking about deliverance. Uh, some places it says casting out of evil spirits, and some places say exorcism, but I'm going to call it deliverance. And so you know what I'm talking about. That's why I stated it the way I did. And it's actually the, the way how it sounds deliverance is you, re- you really are being delivered from a circumstance or something of a lifestyle. Basically something that you can't control that controls you. That's deliverance. Uh, I can give an example. Um, cigarettes. Spread of nicotine. They're very addictive. It had me in bondage for about a good 10 or 12 years. Couldn't stop. Two packs every day. The most I stopped on my own was three days. One time I even went as far as a week. But because it was so strong, it pulled me back and I ended up smoking again. And that's when I realized that I needed help. And the patch wasn't going to help me. Someone, I, I, I was asking people, somebody even suggested to me to go get hypnotized. And, and, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. But I thank God that I've been set free from the spirit of nicotine. I mean, a lot of people right now are probably listening to me and saying that I'm going above or I'm exaggerating or it doesn't work that way. But you look, look at yourself. And look and see, self-examine yourself and see if there's any area in your life that you're doing something that you no longer control, that controls you. And when you do find it, deliverance is the only option that you have that works for the long term. Because I haven't smoked, I smoked in my 20s, I haven't smoked in almost 30 years. So, I thank God. Some people I know, that's how they knew when my life really changed from being like a borderline Christian. What do I mean by borderline Christian? I would go to church and I would proclaim or say that I'm a Christian But was I walking with Christ? Was I walking in the supernatural? No, I wasn't. So I might have had maybe just enough salvation to make it to heaven, but I wasn't living the victorious life as a believer, as an overcomer, as a son or a daughter of God. But I thank God for deliverance from nicotine. I thank God for being delivered from the spirit of pride, the spirit of fear. I thank God that he delivered me from 
these things that control me in which I couldn't control myself. So maybe do a self-examination today or whenever you get the moment to see what in your life you want to change, but you yourself don't have the ability to make the change. And that's when you realize that because what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago gives you the ability, gives you the legal right for the spirit to leave so you can be free. So there'll no longer be any yokes or any chains or any bondage or anything holding you in a position where you are out of control. That's that's where you really want to recognize because when you can't control yourself, then you're out of control. When, when something is making you do something and you don't even want to do it anymore, you're out of control. I'm, now, I'm not here to point the finger at anyone or make anyone feel any kind of way because that's not the intention. The intention is that if you want to change, if you want to be set free, that you can. And because of Jesus and what he did, you can be set free. The scripture says that who the son of man has set free is free indeed. I love that scripture. There's no misunderstanding. There's no gray area. It says who the son of man, meaning when Jesus Christ came, took to the his, took on flesh and walked around like how you and I walked around, has set free. We're free, free under no obligation means that we're free. I mean, there's, there's, there's not so much more words that can say or emphasize freedom besides being free. I thank God. I thank God. Um, when I was younger, I seen deliverance and the first time I seen it, it was very weird. It was very strange and the place started to smell and people were making noises and, and grunting and carrying on. And I, at first I was like, this can't be real. And then I realized how real it was. A lot of so-called, I'm not going to say so-called, but a lot of people who belong to the Christian faith don't believe that deliverance is needed. They don't believe that you can be possessed by a spirit. Some people will say, how can you be Christian and possessed by a spirit? Because there's something called demonized, demon possession. I'm just here to tell you today that you can be set free. And if you don't have a church where you can go, to get prayed over is something you can do by yourself because of Jesus. Again, he's the high priest. He made it possible that with us, because of what he did, we can go boldly to the throne of grace. We can go to him and say, God, this, this situation, I, I, I'm addicted, there's a spirit. And you tell that spirit to come out and you're gonna tell that spirit to come out in the name of Jesus. And if you believe it and you want it, that spirit will come out because the name of Jesus 
makes these spirits come out. It did it 2,000 years ago, and it's do it right now. That's how it works. When I, one of my first episodes, well, one of one of my first podcasts, I was talking about salvation and healing. But with salvation, with healing, deliverance is a part of it as well. Like some healings cannot happen if there's not a deliverance. Yeah, it sounds a little complicated. It sounds a little bit different. But that's how it works. For me, most of my facts come from the Bible. Comes from scripture. And that's what it's based on. If we go to Luke eleven fourteen, they're talking about Jesus. And it says, and he was casting out a demon and it was mute. And when the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke and the crowd was amazed. Until Jesus, this, this wasn't done on an everyday basis. There's many of incidents in the Bible, especially, well, mostly with Jesus in the New Testament, that spirits was cast out. And, and how do you fake that? I mean, the town or the village, wherever he was at, this person was known for being mute. And when Jesus came and spoke the word of faith, spoke the word of life and cast out that spirit, that person became a functional part of society. I mean, I'm sure they tried other remedies, but when it comes to the supernatural, the only thing that really works is believing and knowing what the name of Jesus can do the power of the blood of Jesus and what it can do. If we go to Matthew 8, 16, it tells you, again, we're talking about Jesus. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he, Jesus, casted out the spirits with a word and healed all of them that were ill. All of them that was ill. So what happened was the the demon, the evil spirit, had to be cast out in order for them to be whole, set free, and healed. I'm going to go to Mark 1, 3, 4. We're talking about Jesus and Cain. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not permit any of the demons to speak because they knew who he was. 
with that scripture and that being said, that means that a lot of diseases, a lot of sicknesses, ailments that we have are not just because they're demons. So we can take medication. I'm not against medication. But what I am against is side effects. What I am against someone being held in a position that they no longer want to be in. Because after a while of being a Christian, walking with Christ, you start having compassion for people as well. I'm not saying that you have to be, but for me, my compassion and my level of love for people elevated a million percent when Christ came in my heart and gave me love and compassion for mankind like he has. So when I see someone suffering, it bothers me. Especially when it's something that can be reversed. It's something that can be changed. It's something that really doesn't have to affect them any longer. They can be set free. So that's why I really want to speak on deliverance today. Because there's a lot of people suffering. Some, if they don't get the word of faith or get that spirit cast out, that will be their demise. And that's sad. But the, the, the good thing is that Jesus came so that we don't have to go down that road. And if we're going down that road, Jesus is right there, the best detour. So we don't have to continue to go down that road. We can be set free. I've seen many people get delivered. Some had the the spirit of lust and couldn't stop looking at pornography. I mean, they tried, they did everything. But until that spirit was cast out, it was bondage to pornography. Like I was bond in bondage to nicotine and, and marijuana. Jesus set me free. And I'm so grateful that he did. I mean, I, I, I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day until there was a point in my life that when I went to the physician, said I went to the doctor, the physician, he was telling me that one of the valves in my heart was messed up due to smoking. And and this is why I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and this is why I love Jesus so much, because this was self-afflicted. No one put a gun to my head and made me smoke cigarettes. But he saved me. And not only did he save me, he healed me. But see, you have to understand how this works. 
once that sprout of nicotine was cast out, I no longer had the addiction. But the effects of it was there. So I went to church one Monday night and the bishop was preaching and out of nowhere he said, you know what? Jesus wants to heal some people in here tonight. And he rested upon my spirit that there's someone in here that had a heart condition or has a heart condition and Jesus wants to save them tonight, right now. So if it's you, come to the front and we're going to pray for you and you're going to get healed. So I jumped up out of my seat. I mean, I could have walked up there, but I literally ran up there. And he was like, wow. And he said, "Um, you, you move pretty fast for heart condition. And I told him, I said, I moved fast because I knew I was going to get healed. And he laughed and the church laughed. But we knew the outcome. We agreed. We spoke the word of faith and divine healing. And when I went back to the doctor, the doctor said that, Chris, I don't know what happened. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it because your valve is is, is working at a normal capacity right now. They were thinking maybe about surgery or something of that nature. I mean, to tell the truth, he told me, look, we're going to give you this medication and, and, and take the medication and let's see if it'll help you. And again, I, I have nothing against medication. I just don't like the side effects. And at that point, I'm not going to say I was careless, but I just wasn't thinking that that was going to help me. So I didn't take the medication. So when the doctor asked me, did I take the medication? I said, look, doc, I don't, I don't want you to think that I'm wasting your time or I'm trying to insult your intelligence or make you feel any kind of way. But I didn't take the medication. I went to church. They prayed for me and I got healed. And he said, you know what? Whatever works for you works for me. And right now, you don't have a, a condition with the valve in your heart. So if we look back at the story, not only did he save me, I got delivered from the spirit of nicotine, but he also saved me from the condition that I had with the valve in my heart. Now, some people would have said, well, you could have took the medication and it would have fixed you. It could have, and it could not. And again, I had other conditions in my life where I took medication And the side effects were awful. So I had to go to God and repent and ask him whatever it was holding me back to come into my life and fix me and heal me because you're a healer. That's why they call him Jehovah Rapha because he heals. But a lot of healing, you can't get to that point until you get that spirit cast out of you. And once you get that spirit cast out of you, then the healing can come. It's a step. It's a process. But we thank God that we're talking about it today so that others can go through the steps in the process of being set free of whatever that spirit may be. 
because they come in all shapes, sides, and, 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 and fashions. And, and you get them all kind of ways. You can get them from, I hate to say it, watching certain things on TV and certain movies and having sex before marriage because that person you were with, you now had exchanged spirits with them. This is real. So you can either believe it or not. You could either stay in this situation in which you're out of control or you can humble yourself and come to God with all sincerity and ask him to deliver you from what's holding you in bondage. And if you believe it, he can do it. That's why Jesus did it. He did it so that we would have the example that we know how to do it. And what you see from a couple of scriptures that I read is that Jesus didn't let him talk. He just told that spirit to come out and that was it. And that's what we have to do. We have to address these spirits. And because you, you accepted Jesus Christ in your life, they're legally trespassing. So you have to tell them that you're trespassing and because of Jesus, and what he did on Calvary for me 2,000 years ago, you have no choice. You have to come out in the name of Jesus. Mark 1, 39. And he went into the synagogue, therefore at Galilee, and preached and cast out demons. Luke thirteen thirty two, And he said unto them, Go and tell the fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow and the third day I reach my goal. Luke 4.35 But Jesus rebuked him saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon threw him down to the midst of the people, he came out without doing him any harm. Matthew 8.32 And he said unto them, Go. And they came out and went into the swine. And a whole herd rushed down the steep banks into the sea and perished into the waters. Mark 5.8 For he had been saying to them, Come out of this man, you unclean spirit. These spirits are are here to destroy us. These spirits are here that where we we can't function to the full capacity of being overcomers. It's something that holds us back. And that's why Jesus came. So that we don't have to be held back. So that we can be free. took a moment because this is spirit right now just consuming the place 
and everywhere you look, you hear somebody suffering from it, someone is dying from it, and it has effect on not only the person, but the family and friends that surround them. Cancer. Cancer is a spirit. And all those that are believers, that are hearing me, that are believing what I'm saying, I mentioned some scriptures. But read the entirety of them to, 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 to get the understanding of them. We have to step up to the plate. Because of Jesus giving us this power comes from the Holy Spirit. We can cast out spirits. Mark 16, 17, it says, For th- these are the signs that those that believe that will cast out spirits. We will pray for the sick and they will become healed. We have to understand if we don't step up to the plate that people, friends, family, and loved ones will perish in order if we don't step up to the plate. We have to live a life where people can see that there's a difference in our life. No, no one wants to be around someone who's not winning. No one wants to be around a loser. No one wants to come up last. Now, when you really start to walk in Christ, Christ is a part of your lifestyle, a part of something that you do every day, your life starts to change. The things that you couldn't do, you can do. You, you can overcome all circumstances and situations. It's biblical. It's factual. It's something that we have to believe. Now, first, I I, I hear people saying right now, well, if God is so real, why would he allow this? God didn't allow anything. God gave us choices. And if we make the right choices, we don't have to go through certain things. That's why you hear some people, oh, I don't want to be a Christian. It's just so many rules. It's so many regulations. But understanding that these rules and regulations are so that you can have a better life. And in all actuality, there is not too many rules and regulations. The number one thing is that you have to believe and accept Jesus Christ into your heart. Love God with all your heart. Put him first. Love your neighbor. If we do these few things, life as we know it will change for the better. When we were little kids, we used to have rules and regulations like, yeah, don't put your finger in the light socket. Don't come outside the gate. Look both ways before you cross the street. Tie your shoelaces. These are things that we looked at and we were like, wow, we got to do all of this. But think about it if you don't what the outcome will be there has to be some form of order 
but Christ's order is the best order because his motive is only love. He loved this so much. But back to deliverance. A lot of churches don't have deliverance. The churches that I went to, some had them on Friday nights. Some had them during the day they had them. People need them. But there's not too many churches that have deliverance. You don't go in a lot of programs and see deliverance. So what I'm here to tell you is that you find that quiet place. And you go to God. And you lay it on the table. You put all the cards out there. And you say, God, I need help. Whatever it may be. God, I can't stop looking at pornography. God, I can't stop smoking cigarettes. God, there's a lot of things I can't do and I need your help. But first thing you you have to do, and that's with any prayer to God, for, for anything that it may be, if you have any form of unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart, address that first with God so he can answer your prayer so we can come to your rescue because unforgiveness is something that holds yourself back from getting healed saved or delivered so make sure you address that first and then after you address that then you ask God for whatever that's holding you in that position that you no longer want to be in you ask him. Some of the scriptures I mentioned, you can go back and use those scriptures as well. Once you start to identify with Christ, you can say, look, Jesus, you did it for the blind man. You did it for the mute man. You did it. You can do it for me. And if you believe it, he'll do it. This is really not something you can speak on in one episode. So we're going to have to do maybe a couple episodes about it. Because there's a lot of people suffering. Like this might sound crazy, but a lot of times when you hear people do things. That sounds really sick, crazy and twisted. 10 out of 10 times, they're possessed by a spirit. And that spirit manipulated them into doing it. I was watching something on on television and it was a courtroom and a guy in there and he said, you know, I heard this voice and it told me to do it and I did it. And the first thing you think is that person's insane or you think that person is lying, but I believe that person. They, hear, they did hear a voice. And they just didn't understand that they were being manipulated. They were being deceived. 
and the enemy used and abused them. And now they're stuck in a certain situation of regret. Some might not even be in remorse because it's like almost they did it subconsciously. But once they realize that they did it, they're going to feel a certain kind of way. But today, if you're that person, I want you to say, Lord, deliver me. Lord, save me from slash whatever that spirit may be. And most times, the way how spirits come, there's more than one. So you dress it. Like, Lord, deliver me from the spirit of fear. Lord, deliver me from the spirit of pride. Lord, deliver me. I need your help. I need you to cast that spirit out of me. Most importantly, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You keep saying that. I want you out in the name of Jesus. And believe it, out in the name of Jesus. And you believe it. And that spirit will have to leave. Some deliverance is in the form of crying. Some are in the, the form of passing gas, belching, farting. Some of them are spitting up some form of mucus-like material. But you keep doing it. And that spirit will come out. When do you stop? The spirit that's in you will let you know when it's time to stop. Church, we have to get to the point where we start relying on the Holy Spirit for everything. Yes, it's great that we have people in the church that will pray for you, and that's biblical as well. Go to the elders of the church. But I'm talking for those that are in a position where there is no elders. There's no one to pray for you. And that's why Jesus made it that we can have an individual relationship with him and we can go to him for ourselves. There's no excuse anymore. I hope I've been helpful. This is not a topic that you can just cover cover it in 30, 40 minutes. This can take days, weeks, and months. But the important thing is that the seed has been planted. You can have a little bit more understanding than what you started on how this works. And the great thing about being a believer is that we all have the same book of instructions, the same manual, which is the Bible. And if you read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, you see there was a lot of incidents, incidents where Jesus casted out spirits and delivered many people that were sick and a lot of people that needed deliverance. Thanks for listening. I hope I was helpful. 
if this was helpful for you and you benefited from it, share it with someone. Because this walk is the walk where we have to be there for each other. We have to love each other. We have to pray for each other. We have to be there for each other. On that note, the leaf builds bridges. I'll talk to you next time. God bless you. God continue to bless you.